Well, all right. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you guys every week, live Wednesday at 4 p.m. right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology, where you have an abundance of skilled trade offerings happening right here on campus. What I always like to say is the quiet secret right here outside of Phoenix. Bree, let's let the trumpets roll. Oh, yeah. Always an honor to spend it with you guys. We appreciate, uh, we've heard a lot from you guys every week, uh, whether you found us on our podcast. You guys know we upload that on Sunday. If you're new to our show, RanchNation.tv, we invite you guys. Uh, you know, you dip in and dip out. Life happens. You get busy. But there's a plethora of shows. Uh, we had John Creeman on for Meekin Auctions. Uh, Vaughn Hot Rod was another great episode, as well as some of the sort of tip oriented how to get it right wax and wash tips with the great folks of uh, mcguire's they were on the show so i invite you ranchnation.tv in fact if you're getting out of your car and you want to kind of hang out maybe you're having a little late lunch you can get onto the website now on the website there's a listen live now button now how cool is that people we're getting with technology see how we are yes indeed so i remind you to get on a ranchnation.tv on this show, we are going to journey. Uh, I know a lot of you are kind of in certain areas of the country that, well, Frank, there's still snow on the ground. What are you talking about? Taking care of my coolant system or handling your air conditioning system. The fact is, a lot of you are experiencing change in weather. There's no doubt about it. And you're probably going to frequent your local garage and have to deal with a temperature issue, or you just want to give your coolant system, your radiator and hoses and such, a little love. We want to go in today and talk about all things coolant system. And while we're at it, the bonus baby, yes, we want you to have ice cubes coming out of your vent. So this show is for you guys that are planning. A lot of you got a stimulus check. You've been putting stuff on hold. You, you know, you're going to keep the car. We've heard from you. You're going to keep it. And uh, you may have to deal with uh, sort of that spring cleaning. So we're going to cover the coolant systems and AC systems. There's a ton of news out there. Of course, a big shout out to Susie Sockets and the crew. Susie Sockets, my lovely co-host from time to time. She just can't make the show. We're busy. Susie, we miss you. We, we love you. Yeah, we miss you. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, but as I've told you before, guys, we run in a... We run a garage, you know, and we get busy and sometimes, you know, well, Susie's not in spirit left behind, but she's no longer behind the mic when we get busy at the garage. All right. So speaking of low, no longer behind something, how about somebody steals your car? Right. A lot of you have an alarm system and you don't want that thief left behind the steering wheel. So what if there was a neat feature behind your vehicle? that you would have to key code in a certain miles per hour. In other words, the vehicle defaults to, let's say, 15 miles an hour. Let's say five miles an hour. You really want to try to catch up with this fool that stole your vehicle. Wait, wait. So what you're saying is I have this thing on my car, and it won't let me go any faster than five miles an hour unless somebody punches in a special code? Yeah. So what before a joke on the on the person that's trying to steal your car. I right, because I know that. a lot of you are like, wow, they stole my car. And you just feel like, you know, I got to go chase this guy down. Of course, we don't recommend that. Things can get silly. But the, uh, the Dodge Challengers and Chargers with those big daddy V8s, um, they have this feature. You guys are getting a new anti-theft trick, if you will. Uh, and that's really the trick is going super slow when you don't. Enter a little four or five pin passcode. Now, how many of you okay with that? It's like opening your phone. Works for me. Yeah. You put your pin code in your phone so nobody else is looking. Well, you put your little pin code uh, in the center stack of that vehicle. And uh, specifically with Dodge uh, Chargers, I think they should do it for all vehicles. 
the only thing I think of is what about people that carpool or like have to share a vehicle, you know, like single vehicle household? Like, do I have to input my code or like does my husband get his own? Well, I know. We pranks on each other because I'm thinking about it. Well, that's Bree, our board (laughs) operator. Bree, I know what you would be doing. You would be playing with those long lost cousins that come by that want to borrow the car (laughs) and you would set it for three miles an hour. Yep, yep. Teach Uh, them to drive. I got to be slow and steady. How about that old mechanic in the family that starts driving and says, oh, you got a fuel pump going out. No, that's the theft system. Yeah, no, he would just be mad. Shout out to Alan. Love you, but uh, I know you would hate this. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, The way it works is that the owner sets a four-digit code in the infotainment system, right? You got your nice fancy system there. You put your code in before driving away to access all of that great horsepower that you normally would have. I think that's a great feature. In fact, I don't know why every vehicle has some some sort of mandatory. I mean, would you guys listening be not willing? Is that a pain in the, you know what, to actually put a four-digit code so nobody would steal your vehicle? Or go fast with it? I don't know. But that's coming out with Dodge, uh, so look for that. Uh, California dealer is uh, telling the story about how it, and I want to share this with you because it's a fascinating story. You guys can catch us on msn.com. Uh, the first, one of the first Honda dealers out in California. Now, I've got to set the scene. You guys got to go back, man. You got to go back into the 70s. You guys remember the little tiny Hondas that came about. All of your big daddy horsepower, domestic Chevy, GM, Ford, Chrysler, driving big, big cars. Saw these little sewing machines on the road, and a lot of you weren't too privy about, man, I'm not, I'm sticking with my, until, guess what happened in the 70s, family? Gas prices went through the roof, as well as you had to wait in line. I don't know if you you guys remember that. You can Google that. Wait in line, odd and even days for gas. Well, the story is shared, and you guys can check this out, how one California dealer risked it all to really start selling America's first Honda vehicles. Now imagine that. You're a Cadillac dealer. You're a GM dealer. You're a Ford dealer. And and Honda says, hey, we have these little Hondas we'd like to sell to uh, the market. And you say no. Imagine that. Way back when. Well, the story's out there that you guys can find. Uh, The N360 was unlike any other uh, vehicle on American roads. It weighed just over a thousand pounds. It had, of course, now that transverse mounted air cooled uh, two cylinder alloy engine under its tiny little hood. And it was considered front wheel drive, which was a big deal, guys, back in the day. I'm pulling up a picture of it right now. Just kind of Googled it to get an idea. It looks adorable. It's a tiny car, but it's if we go car, back into cool. time and we, we go into the mentality back then, yeah, I mean, yeah, we were big shots. We incorporated seat belts in the 70s, and that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. But as gas prices in our sort of Iranian situation, you guys, some of you guys remember way back when. For my youngsters, it was a serious deal. In fact, right now, some of you are saying, whoa, a dollar extra at the pump. What is going on? But maybe that speaks towards where we're going with electric vehicles, right? You guys know that. But back in the day, that little N360 was a little guy. It had wheelbarrow size 10 inch wheels, and it took almost 20 seconds to accelerate to 60 miles an hour. I mean, can you imagine amongst the muscle car crowd, you were cutting edge. You said, you know, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to save some fuel, and I'm getting <laughs> this lawnmower of a vehicle. Car. It was three and a half feet shorter than a Volkswagen Beetle. You guys remember the Beetle as it is today? Short. In fact, it was a foot shorter. Than the wheelbase wide of that old Cadillac Coupe de Ville. <laughs> so we'll post this up on our Facebook, Wrench Nation Facebooks, but that Honda N360 definitely, definitely was a story. You could probably park that thing in your kitchen. You didn't need a garage back then for sure. Uh, phenomenal story, and we cannot forget the history. And it goes on to say, uh, Bill and Lori, uh, let's quote here. My dad was a fabulous mechanic and car lover uh, who runs the family dealership. He says he thinks he gravitated toward the quality of the Honda brand. Again, quality. It had to be proven because it was new to the marketplace. Everybody took risk on it, just like, uh, well, let's go back with Tesla. A lot of you took risk with Tesla. 
I mean, Elon was a proven guy even back then, but we took risk. How do we manage to take risk with new car brands and how are you influenced? Bree, I cannot believe that we're just influenced by what we see on Instagram or maybe our friends are driving it. Man, I think it's got to be culture through and through. It's everything that you saw, everything that your friends friends ran around with, the cars that you dream about on the road. There was this gorgeous blue Corvette as we were driving past like a stadium, and I was just like drooling over this brand new car. It's absolutely fabulous. Well, yeah, some would say the mid-engine Corvette, uh, some are definitely totally all over the mid-engine Corvette, but traditionalists in the Corvette marketplace some say, well, that's not what we really want in a Corvette. You know, I think the point is, how do we approach new product in the marketplace? Here's a couple that was already selling Honda motorcycles, guys. The, the Honda motorcycle has been around for a while prior to the, the, uh, the vehicle. And they took the risk to distribute that. And the rest is history. Honda now some of the best cars on the road. So it's pretty interesting. I'd like to hear from you. If you guys get on a wrenchnation.tv, get on our website, give us a comment, or best yet, Instagram, Twitter, wrenchnation. How are you looking at as we talk about this little tiny Honda vehicle from way back when? We can relate that little N600 and that N360 to the EV platforms. Are you guys hip to buying an electric vehicle? What is stopping you? Or maybe not. Some of you can't wait. There are dealerships right now. This is uh, news that was uh, I looked at earlier. Dealerships are starting to figure out how we're going to position in what marketplaces, especially GM. GM is rolling out a whole slew of these. Where are we going to position those? Do we have a dealership in Phoenix marketplace? Do we go to L.A.? For some reason, North Dakota seems to be a hot spot for EVs. That's pretty interesting. So, I want you guys to stay tuned. We are going to cover some of those coolant system, i.e. radiator hoses, things like that, as well as the air conditioning system tips before you see a local mechanic. This show is all about arming you up with coolant system tips and AC tips. Stay tuned. French Nation. Back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. bg Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you are an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper, fender, bender, slide, or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance. And I paid out of pocket, and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one. Vision Collision, 480-248-9049, visioncollision.com. When you're thinking about body shop or collision work, paint repair, dent repairs, collision, wheel restoration, Vision Collision is the way to go. Tell them Frank at Wrench Nation sent you, 480-248-9049, 480-248-9049, Vision Collision. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned, full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients. 
anytime, autoglassaz.com or call 480-430-4597. Anytime, Autoglass. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Right on. Welcome back, family. Get on the wrenchnation.tv. And I would love your help. We do have, uh, we're starting to kick up our YouTube channel. In fact, a big shout out to Wade Kawasaki, who's the president and chief executive officer of Legendary Brands, formerly Coker Group. All I can tell you, a lot of you drive in the antique and classic cars. Those white walls are amazing. Of course, Coker Tire, you can find them. But we actually were down at Mecham Auctions. Oh, my gosh. You talk about an inventory of some amazing vehicles. In fact, Lucille Ball's vehicle, that Rolls Royce, Went for auction. I thought it got, I don't know, I didn't think it got a whole, I thought it could have got more money. It was under 100K. It was 97000 roughly for this older Rolls Royce title still in Lucille Ball's name. Of course, the uh, the great collection of Steve Todd Hunter, who's uh, a local Arizonian here who had uh, a slew of Ferraris, as well as the 427 Shelby Cobra Fam. Now, we talked a little bit about that fam. You guys research what fam is. I can't tell you over here. I can't get too podcasty-like, but those cars were sold. Uh, that was uh, that fam was formerly owned by the late actor Paul Walker. But a big shout-out to Wade Kawasaki, Coker Tire. Uh, we actually got a chance to interview him, and that's on our YouTube channel. We invite you guys. You know, we're probably doing two or three interviews, highlights of some great classic cars. I would love your help. Subscribe, tap the notification bell. You know how YouTube is because we want to get that information out. It's really, really cool uh, about some of the things that we're putting out there. Classic cars. We had the 57 Chevy, uh, Ken Vela's 57 Chevy. You'll see that amazing vehicle. Uh, That's up there as well. So speaking of cool, your coolant system. A lot of you uh, don't pay attention to it. We get it. You're busy. You pay attention when that needle on the temperature gauge kind of hits that three quarters to H and especially here in the desert, especially in the summer, triple digits. But for that matter, any of you anywhere in the country, it doesn't take triple digits to really cause an engine to overheat. Now we see a lot of that stressed out here in the desert. So I want to take you through, and I figured we cover some of the hashtag fake news Regarding your coolant systems, the myths and the misconceptions really about that engine coolant system that we want to bring to light. Number one, man, a lot of you think that, all right, my engine's overheating. I'm going to get rid of the thermostat. Some of you are pulling the thermostat. Now, what's the logic? Think of the thermostat as, well, let's go to your throat. I'm going to get medical and follow me now. All right. So in your throat, Bree, what's that little thing hanging in your throat that some people have surgery for? I don't know. It's something you choke on if you're not careful. You guys text me. I can't think of it, but it basically is involved in the airway. Well, think of your thermostat. Your thermostat is involved in that funnel, tunnel of coolant system. Now, if you decide to have surgery... And remove the doohickey in your throat. I know a lot of you doctors are laughing at me right now. I can't think of the name, but Bree's going to look it up. My point is... Uvula. Huh? Uvula. No. U-V-U-L-A? No, that's okay. not it. Okay, I don't know. That's that. Laryngitis. A lot of you guys get laryngitis. <laughs> and you end up having to remove this little laryngies or whatever they call it. My point is... It's the thing behind your soft palate. Exactly. It is a part of the airway, and when it gets swollen, you can feel it in your neck. Your thermostat is a part of the coolant system way. And by removing it, some of you think you're going to get more flow and your engine is going to get cooler. That's far from the truth with a modern-day vehicle. Now, I was...
was taught, so this goes, I, I don't have that much experience. I'm Bree, I'm the board up. Hi. Um, so I don't have that much experience with vehicles, but I do remember vividly taking the thermostat out of my 2000 GMC Jimmy and putting it into a pot of water and boiling it to test it to see if it would open up or close. Absolutely. You're spot on. So we got a we got a position for you in the shop there, Bree. <laughs> but what happens is you you just pointed out. That let's talk about what's the function first before we talk about the 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 eliminating the thermostat, which you shouldn't do. The thermostat just opens and closes, right? That radiator is sitting; it's hanging out. It is radiating. It is taking all the heat away. It's cooling the coolant, and then that thermostat gets to a certain temperature. It could be a 185, 195 degrees. And there's a little wax pellet on most designs that causes that to open up. So when you, Brie, put that in a boiling pot of water, you were actually seeing that thermostat open up. Yeah, except it didn't, so we had to replace it. And that, yeah, you did your own fancy test in a boil of water <laughs> next to the chicken. I get you. It's all good. But the fact is, some of you may think, you've like back in the day, you could remove a thermostat, and, and that got you by. But on today's modern day vehicles, guess what the thermostat additionally does for fuel injection? It manages fuel trim. In other words, how am I mixing my fuel with air? If the engine is too cool, you're going to need more fuel. Typically, when you warm the engine up, right? Well, you start the engine in the morning, fuel trims are going to be a little different. It's just the science of the engine. Back in the day, carburetor would choke. We needed more fuel to get that started up until the engine warmed up. So when people remove the thermostat, that's a no-no. It's one of the worst uh, myths about the coolant system. Now, if you're stuck on the side of the road in the middle of the desert, you know, and you're capable of doing it, short-term not going to hurt. But long-term, you'll lose 30% of your MPG by removing the thermostat. So be aware of that. Never operate the engine without a thermostat until it's an emergency. So I hope that helps you guys. Now, another myth, unless you're in an emergency, again, a, a lot of this, uh, the, the stipulations, if you're in an emergency, use what you have. But I'm going to just put water in my coolant system. Well, water in a coolant system, long-term, is disastrous. What happens when it rains on metal for a long time? It, it oxidizes. Goes. It corrodes, it rusts, it does all of those things. And so if you're in an emergency situation, it's okay. Add the water till you get it serviced. But water shouldn't be a long-term deal. So I was always told, like, make sure that you have, like, your little emergency road kit, whatever, and distilled water. Is there a reason for distilled water versus regular water? Does any water matter? Like, how? All right. How many of you washed your dishes lately and you don't have filtration? You don't have anything filtering the water. You get those hard spots. Well, it's the same principle. Distilled water is just a cleaner approach. Remember, that has to circulate. Coolant and the distilled water, as you're mentioning here, that mix has to circulate throughout the coolant system. So the guts of that coolant system is going to look like what you circulate in it. What color should your coolant fluid be? A very good question. There's a kaleidoscope. You guys, uh, again, get on a YouTube uh, actually, this one would be Desert Car Care YouTube. We did a ton of segments with ABC 15, and literally the, the colors have changed. I mean, a lot of my older folks out there, you guys know it used to just be like green. Okay, green. That was our color. But then it went to orange, a little bit of yellow. Yellow's been around. Pink, purple, blue, Toyota red. There's all kinds. So be safe if, you, if you're going to have this emergency kit. Like you said, Bree, which is a great idea, get the coolant for your vehicle or get a universal coolant. They do sell that. You can go to your local parts store so you don't get complicated and you can buy universal coolant, which typically is a clear color. It could have a little yellow tint in it, but it'll say universal and that covers most applications because coolant, coolant has gotten crazy. There's a kaleidoscope. I mean, you know. All right. So I'm going to take this one next level. Let's say I have that. That problem. I'm on the side of the road. I get it. I managed to have my. Uh, I managed to have my you know, little distilled kit. water yeah. or my kit. Sure. I get to where I need to go. Like, how long before I have to go to a shop, or do I even need to? Is Put it, it on your to do list. Listen, people. I don't want people to stress out. 
Because typically you're on a trip for a reason. Maybe you're headed to a wedding. All right. You're headed wherever. Disneyland, South Florida, Miami Beach. You guys are going to the Keys. And the last thing you want to do is have, have this automotive mechanical thing on your mind. You're going to kind of keep an eye on it. But I would say when you get back and you get settled in within a few weeks, get in and make an appointment. Now, the right thing to do is to actually make the appointment and do what we call a pre-trip inspection. And don't do it at Friday ah. at 3 o'clock. And a lot of you say, sense. come on, okay, Frank, fine. I already know this. But some of you don't. Some I've had them come in the garage, Bree, where it's like it's 4 o'clock, it's Friday, and they want an evaluation. Or can I get an oil service? And that's enough on an on a road trip. Maybe not. I mean, if you got a low mileage vehicle, you even should still, I'm going to check my alignment. I'm going to check all the rubber. I want to make sure I don't have a nail in my tire, that sort of thing. So you got to slow it down, but very good points. Within a few weeks of where you're going, I want you guys to stay tuned. We're going to dive in a little bit more into the cooling system. What about the rubber? The rubber, you need that good rubber in your life. Those radiator hoses. We're going to talk about bloating, and brittle radiator hoses. Stay tuned next. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler. Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Charity partner Tech Force Foundation believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. I was a highway man. Along the coach roads I did ride. With sword and pistol by my side. Welcome back, Wrench Nation family. Get over to wrenchnation.tv. Get your favorite show. And please, as I said earlier, yes, I'm begging you right now. Head over to our YouTube little tiny little YouTube channel. We are uploading probably two or three videos a week. I think you guys will find that fascinating. What are we doing over there? Well, we're highlighting some of the great people in the industry behind custom builds, well, we just talked about the legendary Coker Tire brand, Wade Kawasaki. We were so grateful to have his interview over at the Meekum Auctions. And guess what, people? Our door is always open. We just freshly arrived with a special guest in studio, Mrs. Dana Rappaport and Bump with Tech hey Force. There. Hey, good to see you. You too. Yeah. Um, it, so I'll let you guys know before we jump into the whole coolant system, AC system tips. Dana and I got together with the crew over at the garage and Dana toured the shop. Now, Dana was pretty busy. What did you think over there? <laughs> I've actually thought it was phenomenal. Busy, exciting. Yeah. Lots going on. Problems are being solved. People are getting back on the road. They're being safe. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, speaking of safe and problem solving, um, you guys know we mention this on the show often. The shortage of mechanics and technicians is phenomenal right now. And, and if you're catching this on the podcast or replays on Saturday, you hear our our, our little ad going for Tech Force in sort of the dire need to get technicians trained up. Dana, this is real. Are we talking about consumers possibly waiting 
maybe one or two or three more days extra to get a repair done that was maybe one day only. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, during COVID, we saw this really frequently, particularly at dealerships, when dealerships had to send technicians home for they were sick or they had to be tested or whatever. We saw long waits. We had some dealerships, you know, where you were waiting two, three weeks to get your car in and out for service when it would have been just a quick checkup. (laughs) So, yeah, we're seeing it happen in different ways too. Uh, I have lots of shops that come to me through tech force saying, you know, I just can't find candidates. I just don't have them. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us, uh, just so you guys know, driving, getting your services done, we like to take you a little behind the scenes and, and that's really what's changed is we can't just put an ad out like that. We have to groom our talent and we do have to get knee deep with our trade schools and that's something that Tech Force Foundation is doing an amazing job at. Um, you guys visit techforce.org, Future Tech Resource Hub. That's a great starting point. I'm a parent, Dana, and I'm saying, you know what? I don't care how nice you guys are. I don't want my kid in the automotive industry. Talk to us about that. Well, we hear this all the time, too. I mean, I'm a car girl from way back, and I was told I couldn't really do anything in cars, right? So we're hearing this all the time. I think that it's changing ever so slightly as we start to look at, you know, parents trying to say, how am I going to pay for college? How am I going to pay for a four-year, you know, full education? So you're starting now to see a shift, not just because of cost, but because parents are starting to realize that kids can go out and get a great job, have a long career, and always have a, a demand for their skill by doing technician work. Yeah. So it's changing, but it's slow. So we're moving away, thankfully, from that sort of grease monkey, I don't want my kids, you know, doing that, to a real career. And with things like, you know, electric vehicles, big shift. Because you got to be really technically savvy. It's much more than just being uh, a technician nowadays. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the the old school way of fixing cars, and, and we say this respectfully, I came from that era where it was primarily just like nuts and bolts, and uh, maybe you had a small one computer, maybe two computers on a vehicle that would help manage. But yep. uh, real quick, before we get back into some of these coolant system tips, where can people find the resources, and what do you guys have right now that would strike some interest uh, for the parents out there? Well, first of all, our website's a great place to start, techforce.org, for just general information. And if you're in school, you want to learn about this as a potential career, go to jointechforce.org and get involved in our very new but very powerful peer network because it's really a game changer for the technician industry. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what we learn, we know this. You guys know some of my technicians, even you seasoned guys, 30 and 40 and and gals that have been around for a while. We go to an expo, we learn, but guess where we get a lot of good information? That's hanging out at the restaurant or at the bar and networking. And so that peer-to-peer networking is really, really awesome. And and no matter what you guys do, I speak to a lot of you younger, up-and-coming welders and technicians, do you, you're going to get some resistance. People are going to look you look at you funny. I know that, Dana, you've got a few testimonials where the whole world, it seemed like, was at some of these youngsters, and they kept on track with their schooling and their trade school, and they came out, and now they're doing well at yep. the dealership. Yeah, not just at dealers, really everywhere, and we're seeing a lot more young people starting their own shops, uh, branching out and doing different things within the service side, and absolutely you know, really owning and rocketing their careers. Well, I have to, we're going to give this gentleman a highlight because you and I prior to air, and that's just how we roll. You mentioned a younger gentleman out in the East Valley who was at, what school was he at? Yeah, I I think, I don't want to get it wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was at UTI. Okay. And then he went into tires. Right. And he decided he could do this and he could do it better and he could do it more creatively. And he had this, Enough drive and ambition, so he went out, figured out how to do a CNC, and started his own uh, shop here in Chandler, and it is just, he does dynamite stuff. And Can I say the name? Of course, it's that's variant, what I want. Variant Wheels, and this is a shout out to Taylor, who I think has done a phenomenal job. Yeah, well, it's it's the, it, 
Taylor is his name? Taylor. It's the Taylors of the world that... They're going to keep it going. They are. And and kudos to... Look, I remember when I was 25, 26, I'd been fired from a big dealership. and And I thought to myself, man, I had like five, six years behind me. And I thought, you know... This maybe this is not for me. You know, I, I did I have a support system? Not really. I did have one champion in my corner, and that was my lovely wife. And she said, Guess what? Let's open our own business. And we started with pennies. And 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 there we are, you know, and you you make mistakes and you grind. So uh we appreciate all of that you guys are doing over at Tech Force. We're gonna talk more about that. You know, that cooling system we mentioned, please, people, don't remove the thermostat. It's not furniture you can move around and things like that. Thermostat's got to work. Now, if you're broken down on the side of the road, you certainly can do what you have to do if you feel that the thermostat is stuck closed, because that'll cause a restriction and cause that temperature to go up. The other thing I want you to do, some of you will experience this, uh, and not always in the summer, you are in traffic, and you hate it. Maybe you got your favorite car talk show on the podcast <laughs> listening to that. I get you, I get you. But that temperature starts to elevate. There's a good chance those cooling fans are probably not working, uh, specifically the AC cooling fan. I know you're not going to like this, but... What do you do? You turn on the heat. Yeah, my Arizona family, 120 degrees, turn on the heat. You want to save that engine. <laughs> I know it's uncomfortable for sure. And if you do have an AC fan that did not kick on like it should when you turn the AC on, well, to add to the misery of heat, you got to shut your AC off. And that'll help you. And that's, again, that's if it, you're at idle, it's a lot of stop and go. Maybe in traffic, you see an elevation in temperature. Uh, that's a good what way. What would I do if I was in an old car with no air conditioning? Yeah, an old car. I you got don't one have, of those. You can definitely, well, with an old car, that's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> you can do a lot with an old car. But on something like that, yeah, I mean, you know, you turn your heater on for sure. Um, you want to make sure there's no restriction in airflow, like if you're on the freeway, that sort of thing. Yeah, because yeah. turning the heater on in my old car is basically just rolling the windows down <laughs> in that's Arizona. It. That's so it. So not really a big deal there. But Technically yeah. the best you gotta situation. The, you got to flush the, uh, the, Coolant, the, yeah. ra- the, cooli- the yeah. cooler and the radiant. Absolutely. The radiator does. You guys think of a teeth cleaning. Dana, you bring up a great point. We don't like we we don't think about it as much like the cooling system has to be serviced. They get gunky. They get gunky. No fanciness here on Ranch Nation. (laughs) Imagine gunky. Think about the buildup in your oven right now or that microwave. How many of you actually looked upside down in that microwave? That's what you see. Well, that's the same kind of situation with the gunky coolant. So that's a very good point, and thank you for bringing that up. It could be as simple as a coolant flush, a good teeth cleaning for the coolant system. And, uh, yeah, even the older cars need that yeah, once in yeah, a while. Yeah, you got to give them some love. Can't yeah. forget about them. That's right. One often missed item on these coolant systems, and this is really inexpensive. Guys, that radiator cap, that's buku. Buku important. Think of a pressure cooker. If you open the pressure cooker while you're cooking up some rice, it's going to be a problem. Well, that radiator cap keeps that pressure where it needs to be. How many guys are cooking rice in a pressure cooker? I know. Now we're using, <laughs> uh, we just bought an air fryer in my household. Everything oh, they rock. Is, I'm telling you, my wife and I both, and I got my kids involved. How many of you got an air fryer? No more grease in the house. They're awesome. And they make healthy meals, by the way. They do. See, my wife, she kicks me out of the house. You, I got to build a frying system outside because she knows I get grease on the ceiling and air because I want everything fried. But, yeah, so think about that. That radiator cap, it should be a process of your inspection, and it is simple enough, uh, inexpensive, uh, $10, $8, $9 thing. I want you guys to stay tuned. We're going to go on the other side of what's important during the summer and spring, and that's your air conditioning systems. Stay tuned, French Nation. Boom, 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 boom. Gonna shoot you right down at all your feet. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression. 
combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Right on, welcome back, Wrench Nation. I'll remind you, please help us with our little old YouTube channel. Uh, you can catch the latest interview, Coker Tire History, and uh, gosh, those white walls. If you've got an antique, classic, or muscle car, you know what we're talking about. We were honored to uh, interview Wade Kawasaki. Uh, check out his Car Guy Adventures on Instagram as well. So Wrench Nation, YouTube, like it, please. Tap subscribe, please, and we'll love you back. It's as simple as that. Speaking of love back, we got Tech Force Foundation's Dana Rappaport in studio. Welcome back, lady. Thank you. Yeah, we were just talking kind of in the mid-break. It's been tough for a lot of folks, uh, businesses across the board, 501Cs across the board. We don't, and it's getting better. I, I feel like we're going to pop real soon, but we haven't had the opportunity to be in event and yeah. all these expos, that's got to be challenging. Yeah, for it is force. really challenging because, you know, you got to be hands-on to get a feel for it, right? Yeah. I mean, how much time for you as a renter? Yeah. You know, you got to be able yeah. to touch it and feel it and see it. So it's been hard for us in that respect. But I encourage you, if you've got a local car group that's doing an outdoor event or if they're doing a local Cars and Coffee, you know, to get out there. I also encourage car owners, share your car with the young people. If you don't share it, they're never going to see yeah. it. They're never going to get that enthusiasm. Sure. They, they got to find their passion. You got to lead them to it, but in a fun way. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think most most of our, our car peeps that have been on the show, whether it's John Diagostino, who's got, God, he's got half a million dollar builds, yeah. too well, Greg Ovist with gsup.com. Mm -hmm. he, he had this one of one. In fact, we're going to film his vehicle. That'll be up on YouTube coming soon. But the bottom line is a part of what we do, yeah, we want the drive and the horsepower. We want to kind of tinker. But, man, we want to share that with people. Yeah, you know? and I, if I'm out on an event and a kid yeah. asks me about something, I will sit them in the driver's seat. You know, I'll I'll let them get a feel for it. That's how you get them excited. Yeah, that's no doubt. how you you know, most of the time they just want to start the car and rev the engine. But basically, you you know, just any time they can get a feel for it. Um, you that's know, key, man. Share I'm, I'm share that share that world for sure. Um, AC Systems, you guys, right now. Some of you I know here in uh, in in Arizona, mainly Phoenix metropolitan area, Southern California, Florida. All your southern coastal areas are starting to kick that AC on, and then you see this little cloud of dust coming from the vents. I get it. It's like, okay, what happened during the winter? And we're not going to get into what you should be doing during the winter, but what I want to tell you, there's another misnomer about AC systems, and that's just charge it up, Charlie. <laughs> just put some Freon in it. Now, you guys are on the right track. The fact is we do need Freon, Freon and refrigerant, I should say, uh, keeps the system cool. However, when you go in, make sure that you ask for a test of leaks. Because if not, you're going to be back in that garage and it's not going to be good, right? So a good technician is going to, of course, they're going to see what's in the system, how empty it is. They're going to recharge it to spec with a dye or they may use a halogen tester, a little Geiger counter sniffer to sniff it, watch it beep and that sort of thing. But you don't want to leave not getting a leak tested. Listen, the refrigerator hangs out in your kitchen for years. You guys know that. It's a sealed system. So the charge and go, be careful. Now, I hear some of you saying, well, Frank, I do that every year and it's just fine. Well, maybe. But the fact is it's illegal for us to administer in a knowing system that is leaking, knowingly. It's illegal. For us to put refrigerant 
I don't know if you sure knew that, Dana. I did it is. not know that. It is illegal. That's important to know when you live in Arizona. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it's like jaywalking. Are they? I mean, <laughs> I don't want to call any hex to what <laughs> we're doing, but it is illegal for us to knowingly put refrigerant in a leaky system. So if we can't find a leak and we've done our due diligence, get you cold air without financial drama, off you go. But most technicians will say, hey, there's a follow-up period. There'll be a little 60-day Let's recheck it because it's a sealed system. So what happens? They like find a leak after the fact? It what happens. Do do? I would say 50% of the cars that we get in the garage, we'll recharge it. If we don't find a leak, we explain to folks, hey, listen, it could take months. It could take weeks. But right now, we're not finding a gross leak. So we got you cold air. We are hoping you don't come back. But if you do, what we do in the garage is we will give you 90 day on that refrigerant. Because refrigerant's gotten expensive, especially you folks driving the newer vehicles. Oh, my gosh. That's like gold in there. What they call the 1234YF systems, like on your Jaguar. Yeah. That's new stuff. <laughs> that recharge and that cost of refrigerant's very expensive. Bottom line is, we'll make sure that we give you a time frame. So, essentially, if you came back again with warm air... You're fixing what needs to be fixed. We may have we may kidnap your car for a few days because we're not letting you go. And then we'll credit the refrigerant. And I think that's fair. And that's yeah, good Ms. business. Yeah, Miss Kitty, she's a cold cat. All right, talk about Miss Kitty. Dana, what <laughs> kind of car are you driving these days? Uh, today is a 2017 F-Type R. Ah, all right. 2017. So you have the 134A refrigerant is, is what's got it. If that's you, if you yeah. say so. Yes, all I know yeah. is there's... 550 little horses under <laughs> the hood and it roars and purrs and meows and cackles. And well, I heard it idling. I'm like, man, that car is finely <laughs> tuned. That exhaust it's, is nice. It's a fabulous V8 ride. I would definitely encourage anybody who's into Jags. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, Wade Kawasaki has, mm. tell us what he has. Cause you knew he spot has on. a project seven. Okay. I believe. Yeah, it is a project, um, yep. project seven. And it's sort of like a little bit of an homage to the old Jaguar E-Type and the Jaguar D-Type. And it has the, the cowling behind the driver's seat. They look very sexy. Very yeah, sexy. very sporty. I'm yeah. going to hit the racetrack. It's yeah, the, that's no car to mess the with. Cowl, the cowl is a, is a giveaway. That's a giveaway. But your car, I mean, that's respectable. Oh, For a car what? that you can go to, like, dinner, valet, but then at the same time get me home. 500, how many horse? 550 without wow. it. Special tuning and chips in it. Without Dana's heavy foot. <laughs> I got here quick. Yeah, you did. Hey, what else are you driving? Uh, so my stable is wide and varied. My other uh, most favorite car would be Bucky. They all have names. I like it. Bucky is a 1955 Buick Century. Oh. He is also a big V8. He is huge. <laughs> in fact... I will tell you that how big he is. I had to back him into a very small garage once. And we live here in the desert and we have creepy crawly critters. And yeah, I was do. backing him in. And all of a sudden I looked down on my arm and I saw a scorpion. Oh, so Bucky was not not in protection mode. I freaked. <laughs> yeah, I would freak And too. I managed to back up through my laundry room. Oh my gosh, he went in reverse. <laughs> You know, I've been there. In fact, I've been behind vehicles that actually let out of park, the old Ford vans. Yep. So, you you know, the, it would be idling, we'd be working on it and uh, reach out, do a carb adjustment or whatnot. And Ford had a problem with these cars just like coming out of park and going straight. And I was pinned between. <laughs> you mean like a toolbox. slipping transmission, you know, where it bucks? All I know is I was like, where's that ignition coil? I got to pull it and stop this thing as I'm sandwiched through. Yeah. But that's, a, that's a nice fleet of vehicles you have. Yeah. There's um, others, but those are my favorites. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so AC systems, keep it simple. Always remember those systems are sealed. So if you've got a leak, um, no matter what your experience has, and I know some of you said, well, I just charge it every four years. It seems fine. Great. But remember, it could come back into your service center and most service facilities uh, will do a leak test on that. So cabin filters, another one. It happened to me. It's like the guy that fixes other people's shoes. I'm walking around with holy shoes. Here I am, Mr. Wrench Nation. I didn't change my cabin air filter. And I had weak volume of air. 
How often should you change? I mean, my asthmatic folks, people, you guys, once a year is safe measure. Every twelve to 15000 they're inexpensive. But I'm just saying the dopey dude here on his ride, I had volume of air issues. I'm like, oh, gosh, I got a blower motor going out. No, I forgot to address what I preach on. That cabin filter will get debris. It'll stink nasty if you saw mine. It would have went down in record. Uh, changed it. I had proper airflow. If you have a dirty blocked cabin filter, is it going to blow visible dust and dirt it into can. the cabin? It can. Let me tell you, the, some of the dirtiest air, and there's a statistic out there that proves this. I can't quote it now. Some of the dirtiest air you breathe is right in the cab of your vehicle. Huh. But doesn't, what's it, what is it not filtering? Well, it's not going to filter liquids. <laughs> that I'll tell you. Well, just think of your filter at home, people. You change that out. You guys start sneezing. You're like, okay, it's time to change it. It's the same principle. The cabin air filter is really an easy fix for you if you've got a volume of air issue, as well as just breathe as much cleaner air. I like to spray some old school gray flannel on my filter. <laughs> Try to go back in time, but uh, have fun with that. You don't, uh, have you don't fun use with... Old Spice on it? No, old, I've never did Old man, Spice. That'd be a I, very manly scent. I would think so. It's just my wife would bonk me over the side of the head. Just <laughs> what kind of gravy sauce smelling thing you got in this thing? But yeah, check your cabin air filters. Uh, Dana Rappaport with Tech Force Foundation. We so appreciate a little surprise action in I'm the studio. I'm so grateful to have time with you, Frank. Yeah, and you guys, please visit... Uh, Tech Force Foundation, uh, techforce.org. My parents, there's scholarships that are out there. A lot of those scholarships are not filled. Can you believe it? There's money on the table. So if things are tight and you've got a talented uh, uh, child, kid in your in your camp at home and you need a little extra money, try out the scholarships. It's the way to go. So right on. I appreciate you guys hanging out with Ranch Nation every week. Please get on to RanchNation.tv and check out our YouTube channel. We appreciate that. And as I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. Sometimes I lay under the moon. I thank God I'm breathing. And I pray, don't take me soon, because I am here for reasons. Sometimes in my tears I drown, but I never let it get me down. So when